Hello, it's Renee Barabal, the Practical Shaman, and I'm coming to you from beautiful Palm Desert, California. And we're about to embark on a conversation we've never had. That's right. Hi, I'm Sandra Engerman, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. And yeah, Renee and I are going to weave in a little about what's going on in America today. <laughs> And if you haven't already and you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and make sure or go over to Shamans TV, sign up for our email and then, um, you know, stay connected with us and, and feel free to come on and give offer feedback from, from this session today over at the Shamans Cave as well. Uh, but no, we want this to be a friendly conversation. It's, there's enough hubbub out there in the world right now that we need safe places to go. And I think this is this a really important question to ask yourself right in this moment is, what are my safe places? Where, where, where do I find safety when you just turn and spin with all of the crazy, crazy information that's out there? What are you attaching onto? Well, you know, it's really interesting because I just finished teaching, um, an online course called The Dark Night of the Soul uh, leads to the portal of the shaman's light, something like that. <laughs> it was a beautiful title. And, um, and the thing about um, the dark night of the, of the soul that um, was really important was the very first thing that I did was ask the group and we had a really large group. And so it's a rhetorical question. Um, uh, ask the group if they wanted me to shut the hole because I brought them all down to the dark night of the soul to a landscape that I, I guided them on. One day I can guide you if you're ever interested. It would be a while though. And once we were there, we shut the hole to all the cacophony and all mm. the chaos and the news. And, you know, there were close to a thousand people in this course and everybody, I mean, it was, everybody talked about, this was the one thing that everybody posted about on Facebook page was the actual kinesthetic feeling in one's body to have all of a sudden, in a second, just be separated um, from all of that chaos. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, for me, the feeling in my body and the feeling for the whole group, here you're in all this noise, just noise, and boom, you make a choice and it's silent, but you had to make a choice. <laughs> and a lot of people didn't wanna make the choice. And a lot of people throughout the course would post on Facebook, sorry guys, you're in a beautiful sacred place, but I miss the chaos, <laughs> I wanna be out there that's just because we're all so different, you know, and some of us are really looking for peace and, and sanity. And for some of us, that peace and sanity comes from being out there, you know, so. Um. 
that's my question is if a tree falls in the woods and there's no one there to hear it, does it make a sound? And I know the night of the, um, the first debate, I took a walk. I took a wind walk and it was like, you know, was the debate still going on? And, you know, I heard plenty afterwards, like I didn't miss a thing and it was just as insane, but I had a really nice peaceful wind walk that night. And for me, what's going on isn't decided in a debate because I'm always like, like Sandra and I were talking about something before about a product and I'm not going to name the product, but I'm unhappy with the product as a healer's tool because I'm very unhappy with the standards of the company for customer service. And that's how I live my life. It's like, are, am I in integrity to, you know, I don't know, when I'm shipping wind whistles, you know, we, we set up a sacred space, we light a candle, we blow the incense, you know, we get the smudge, we, you know, last night I had a fire ceremony for the wind whistles that are coming. And that I want that integrity to go through every last area of my life. So the question for me is, if there's no integrity out there in the political scene right now, how do I maintain my own grounding, my own peace? That's a question, Sandra. <laughs> no, I, I, I heard that that was the question. Um, you know, I, I think for me, um, well, first of all, um, I, I don't really want to get into this, but I had an uncle who was um, the mayor of New York. And so I um, had conversations with him about what it was like to be the mayor of New York. And he actually said, um, I, I can't make any decisions. And I, you know, I'm not gonna share who made all the decisions, but um, I knew at the time, he goes, I'm just a figurehead, you know? And, so what happens is, is as, as, um, as the public, we get so caught up in the information. What are you going to do for me? How are you going to make things better for me? How are you going to change my life? And there are choices that we have to think about making um, for not losing particular freedoms that we could be in danger of losing. So we have to be intelligent in this um, particular election, but who are you listening to? And who you should be listening to is yourself. And that's the problem of what's happening with all the noise um, in this country, and I'm sure in the world right now, because everybody's going through their challenges, is the noise is so loud, we can't listen to our own soul, we can't listen to our own intuition, we can't listen to our own spirit. So we're listening to all the wrong people, you know, it's like, reading an article about a man who watched the news and really thought the COVID was a hoax and how many of his family now is dead because he brought them together. And that, um, 
he understands grief and the process of grief, but the guilt will never leave him. And he just feels like this, uh, an empty shell of a man and his family, um, his family doesn't like him either. And it was, he said, it was because he kept listening. He kept listening to other people instead of tuning in and listening to what he knew. And we can all say that um, about how we get caught up in what the information we're being fed from the outside when now is the time to turn in. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I, you know, my, my Facebook personal page, I tend to not put anything too political on there just because, you know, there's trollers who want to start a fight no matter what you say. Even when you see something funny, it's like becomes so small that you can't even, oh, that was really funny. You know, like that we can't even laugh at ourselves anymore because there'd be 125 posts about what that meant. I, I do think that we are standing at an at a, a interesting precipice. I do this Finding Freedom, the LGBTQ conference. And so one of the to topics this year is going to be about, you know, how, how, and I don't have it all worded, but how these legal, how the legality impacts our mental health. Like, how do these decisions that other people are holding out over our heads, like it's okay to be married, it's okay to have gender identity, you know, no, it's not okay, you know, how they get, how they can really impact our day-to-day -day living. And then I, I in, in my inside, I say, well, but everybody has a gay person in their family now. Like, how, what are they going to do? Like, okay, the law says this, so you can't come home for dinner. I mean, I thought we've moved through, you know, hiding at the dinner table. And it's kind of, it's just, it's like cyclical. And I think you said it on one of our last shows about how we've been talking about this shit for 60 years or, you know, or more. And here we are. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking with my husband the other day because um, we were watching um, a TV show and, and the TV show, which is old, you know, because we're watching older things right now was exactly that, I mean, exactly the same words, exactly the same, um, uh, exactly the same shootings, exactly the same issues, nothing. It's, we just keep going around in circles. And so I know I keep sharing this story, but look, it saved my life and it it allowed me to grow into who I needed to be so I can contribute now instead of ending up in a mental institution. I was really close to ending up in a mental institution because I was so upset about the political climate in the 60s and what was going on. And I separated myself. Talk about closing the hole um, to the noise. We closed the hole for nine weeks in this course. I closed the hole for years, years. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who the president of the United States was for years. 
I worked at San Francisco State University. I was the assistant manager of the second largest learning center in the United States. I had a very prestigious job. I had wonderful conversations with students. My job was working with college students. Um, it was thrilling, but I didn't get into political discussions with anybody. And my boss, the, the manager of the center, he loved reading that San Francisco Chronicle every day, cover to cover. And for the first few years I was at the job, I just never looked down at the paper, period. And I got through that period and now I can, I don't watch that much. I'm gonna be honest with you. I only read what I have to read to be able to teach right now. But I don't, the information out there, I don't know, is it true, is it false? I do know from my own intuition that the promises everybody makes in, uh, in um, debates they can't hold to. Um, we're not there yet. <laughs> and we're definitely not there yet in our culture because the dissolution isn't over yet. <laughs> so, And I think truthfully, and the one thing that you do have responsibility for that if you're sitting here listening and you don't vote next week and then you have no right as far as i'm concerned to have much of an opinion about what happens because that's the one thing that the constitution did you know did get amended to so that everybody in this country has the right to vote and so that still is our is our way but i mean it's just like are you talking to that tree that's falling in the woods and it's over there but you know then then you at least have that personal integrity that i showed up for myself and this responsibility and even to find out about what some of these ordinances are about that people are voting on and you know and how do you really feel about them because i do think the next few months are going to be really choppy um, if you were to ask me to pull some wind cards on it, I would say that, you know, we're, we're not going to have a clear cut decision, which, you know, that's been put out there for us to buy into. And really, what's growing in your garden? What are you planting? You know, how are you of service to somebody else in your community? You know, and, and are you tending to your family and your animals? And like, if we go back to what the shamans always said that it was about the health of the community you know procreation and you know making sure that people were spiritually connected then we can feel like we're making some kind of a difference mm -hmm. when we think that we have any control over what's going on in you know washington or the white house we don't yeah no absolutely we, I think, I think, Renee, what you're saying um, about upcoming challenges is correct. I, you know, I've been seeing them for a long time, like many. And um, I think, I think where it's all going to come down to is um, the choices that you personally make. 
And Renee and I have already done shows on making choices, um, about making choices to uh, be an activist or to be at home doing more of your spiritual work, or can you do both? Um, you know, these are choices that we're all going to have to come up with. And these are choices that are actually going to shape your path and what you experience. Um, in my experience so far, um, because of how present I am on Facebook, the people who are making choices to do their gardens and to take care of their families and their communities and to take up hobbies and start getting into making some of their own clothes and living what we would call the simple life, um, they're not having a hard time right now with what's going on. They're not. Um, and I shared this on another show. Um, I, I have lost contact with him, but I have a friend here um, who is uh, a, an incredible elder in one of our Pueblos, uh, the Santa Clara Pueblo, um, Jose Lucero. And we did an amazing ceremony for the Rio Grande because um, nobody understands how much radioactive material is being put into the Rio Grande, that's another thing. That would be another show to talk about. But anyway, um, when the COVID came in, Jose kept calling me up and he kept leaving me messages and he kept saying, Sandra, you have to get out there and you have to start talking about the simple life. You have to start talking about the simple life. And we finally did connect on the phone and we talked about it and I promised him, I promised him that I was bringing his message to the world because that's what I'm teaching in my courses. I'm teaching people, how do we make things more simple? Because right now things are too complex to be able to even start to unweave all the challenges that we have you can't even see into them. They're, they're so complex. So let's start with seeing into ourselves. I don't know if we've done a show on the simple life, but we should do that coming up. Maybe yeah. once I get landed up into my simple little farm patch. We can yeah. <laughs> uh, the, but, you know, one thing you can do also is also get involved with your, your local community. We're so excited we can reach out now all across the world. And that's great. Um, I, I, this year, ever since 2011, I've done the I Am Symposium over the holidays. And, and I was told by the wind, the wind can give pretty stern messages, that this year needed to be about the fire tenders, the actual people who were going to light their candles and light their, you know, their desk lamp for and hold this light because that the one thing that we can really show up and do is to hold our light. And that means removing anything that's dimming your bulbs. And if that means you're listening to too much news and your bulbs are dimmed, turn off the TV. If it means you wanna go fight with your neighbors, stay inside or 
this is what I told somebody to do the other day. I said, a long time ago in Alan and I learned when you wanted to say something and you just couldn't keep your mouth shut, carry a sock in your purse. And then when you were going to talk, reach into that sock. You don't really have to take it out and stick it in your mouth, but sometimes, just sometimes it's better to take the sock out and stick it in your mouth. So what's going to come out next doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. And and sometimes that's the best we can do. It's like I ask myself, like, what's that one? Is this useful? Is it going to be nice? Is it going to be helpful? Most of the time, the answer is no. So take the sock out, put it in your mouth, and get out there next week and vote. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And <laughs> as Renee's talking about the I am um, a solstice and holding the light, which is in my world, um, how I've gotten through some of my big crises was only calling people who weren't going to give me any advice, but mm -hmm. who were just going to light a candle for me. And that's how I got through some of my really big crises. Um, but I, I am, I, I don't know if people know, I, I write a monthly column, the Transmutation News. I've been writing it once a month since 2000 so i haven't missed a month in 20 years and on the solstice i'm adding a new offering where i'll be either leading a journey or um, a ceremony and there'll be a link in the transmutation news for a monthly ceremony um, that you can get involved with um, with our group and then we're starting a Facebook page. And the test of this Facebook page is what happens when a group of people, and I know there are other Facebook pages like this, what happens when a group of people come together and only share positive energy, only share gratitude and about the beauty of nature, and about the gratitude, about the lessons coming in the depths of some of your suffering, but that there's actually lessons. What happens when the collective gets flooded with positive energy instead of so much of the divisive energy? So we're moving more in that direction. And if you're interested in getting involved and um, having access to the journey and the ceremony, you need to sign up on my email list on sandraingerman.com because um, uh, there'll be an email going out to everybody and there's a trick question for how to get into the Facebook page. So you have to get on the email list. And um, so both Renee are really uh, going to be holding the light for all of you um, silently and verbally as we come together every week. Um, to hold the space for you, no matter what we talk about, that's, that's really our intent. Um, and I want to echo what Renee is saying, please go out and vote. I stood online for an hour, um, was it yesterday, and voted, and it felt really good. <laughs> right. Yeah, don't leave the decisions up to somebody that that's not you. So, all right. So 
but I just want to give you a sneak preview. So, because we don't know what's going to happen next week. The following week, we're going to talk about how we work with clients. Because if all's true, after the last election, I had a lot of phone calls, people wanting some advice, wanting a reading. So stay tuned for our next show, and it'll be how to work with clients. Thank you. Blessings. Thank you.